Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, the 31st of July, and a lot of news overnight. The most obvious one, first thing this morning, is that the big tech stocks have all had results in the US after hours, and it is a tale of two cities. Whilst Rome burns, this group of Caesars are absolutely living it up. I wrote an article, and I've given a link to that in the strategy piece today, about does Amazon want a vaccine? Well, they have answered that question overnight with their biggest profit ever at the height of the pandemic. Shares up 5% in after-hours trade, revenue up 40%. Astonishing stuff. Online grocery stores, by the way, have tripled in a year. All the more reason to buy that Marley Spoon stock, which was up 42% yesterday. And their international business profitable for the first time. Seller services up 52%. Cloud services up 29%. Online store sales up 48%. 41% jump in advertising revenue. Just incredible stuff. Stock is up 60 this year. There are some companies making an absolute fortune out of the pandemic and this is one. But they are not the only one. Apple delivers blowout earnings, says the headlines. Another stock with results after hours. Shares up 5% in after hours trade. Revenue of 26 billion against expectations of 22. And Chinese sales up for the first time. Apple Watch sales up 17%. Four for one stock split, stock up above 400 for the first time. So they're going to cut that down to 100. Revenue at 59 billion against expectations of 52. Kicking the lights out again, Apple. I do wonder with Apple, however, we bought some, just before the end of financial year, we bought some iPads and MacBook Pros and stuff like that. You do wonder whether there hasn't been a sort of bubble in buying. You don't need to buy an Apple iPad every quarter. So maybe they're seeing a a bit of a one-quarter blip as everybody shopped online. Anyway, uh, Facebook headline is Facebook smashes revenue estimates and amid pandemic. Facebook has seen a surge in online traffic during the coronavirus pandemic. And the stock's up 7% in after-hours trade. Revenue was up 11% against forecasts. It would fall 3%. It's all to do with advertising. Advertising's nearly all of their revenue was up 10% in the second quarter. In the middle of a pandemic, advertising revenue up 10%. This, of course, is a switch out of traditional TV radio advertising to online. So Facebook, one of the big beneficiaries. Instagram apparently has been the main contributor. And this is despite an advertising boycott from Unilever, Starbucks, Coca-Cola and 1100 other companies. They've still seen an increase. So the pandemic again playing to the online advertising Uh, industry. And then we had Alphabet or Google sales uh, were down for the first time. Their stock, I think, was flat in after hours trading. But it is clear that Microsoft, Netflix, Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, biggest companies in the world are booming thanks to the pandemic. Bad news is good news for the top end of the market. But as I say, the rest of Rome burns and the headlines overnight reflect that. You have a GDP number for the second quarter in the US down 32.9%. It was actually a little bit better than expected. The market had expected down 34.1% as was the consensus number. But still, it shows you the, the worst quarter of economic growth since the Great Depression. It has taken away five years of economic growth in one quarter. But of course, this is known. This is known news, but it is clearly not washing well over the rest of the market. As I say, Wall Street was down 500 points at one point post that number. The other number going the wrong way is that weekly jobless number in the US 
which rose for the second week on the chop, which sort of confirms that this bounce back in employment in the second quarter hasn't continued and over the last couple of weeks has in fact stalled, which of course is blamed on number of virus or coronavirus cases. And uh, the headline in the US is skyrocketing coronavirus infections in the US. And uh, US, these US southern hotspots, which the New Yorkers call the Wild West, Florida, Texas, that is spreading north now. Now, it seems, and Joe Biden has reacted and, and uh, criticized Trump, as you might expect, for mishandling the pandemic and has said that they require a massive public health response, which in other words would mean federally driven lockdowns. Of course, he won't get in for three months if he does get in at all. Is that three months, November? Uh, uh, so it's not going to happen. Trump's not going to do it. But you can see that there is this possibility that at some point the US gets serious about the virus again. It clearly isn't caring about it just at the moment. There was also a little side story overnight that Trump said, uh, or it was interpreted that Trump said he wanted to delay the election and the market didn't like that. But actually he's qualified that since. And he said, I don't want to have to wait for three months for postal votes to come in to find out that the ballots are all missing and the election doesn't mean anything. He's sort of got a point there. If we have to have an online or mailed voting system, the number of voters is going to go down enormously in the US, you might imagine, and they might get a rather dodgy result. But anyway, that was one of the stories as well, which suggested that Trump felt he was going to lose, and that isn't good for the market. And then we've got other stuff. Oil price was down 3%. BHP and Rio were both down a couple of percent in the US. And Rio just had results. I've got the research on Rio in the strategy piece today, and I can see from all the recommendations we've got downgrade to hold neutral neutral underperform equal weight and one accumulate it's not really a very enthusiastic response to the rio results rio results were okay rio has interestingly said that they think china's recovery is going to be v-shaped and that's quite good for chinese related stocks obviously but the suggestion from the research is the share price is up with events and as i say it all, it all depends on the iron ore price will it tip over in the next quarter will vale get going again and i can see some headlines about vale paying its dividends again the suggestion being that they are getting going in which case the iron ore price might come off the top in future but uh, bhp and rio are both down a couple of percent uh, uh, this morning in the in our market. But I think perhaps the most worrying thing is that the two things really is that the real economy in the US is going nowhere. ExxonMobil down 4.9% on results overnight. General Motors down 2.7%. GE down 5.1%. Wells Fargo down 4.4%. Citigroup down 3.1%. JP Morgan down 2.7%. Meanwhile, big tech flies. And the European markets really shabby overnight. UK down 2.3%, Germany 3.45%, France down 2%, Italy down 3.2%, Spain down 2.9%. Uh, the conclusion to all this is if I was you, I wouldn't be buying anything or looking to buy anything. I mean, traders can trade, but there is an ever narrowing corridor of stocks that are doing well at the moment. Technology stocks, but technology stocks, and they're not the same as stocks in the US. The technology stocks in the US are backed by revenue and profit. Few of them here are backed by any earnings at all. On top of that, the economic background is grim. And at some point that is going to wash over our technology stocks, whether it's buy now, pay later, or whether it's zero uh, with its online accounting software. At some point, technology stocks 
lose the enthusiasm of the herd as they realise that there has been a pandemic impact on the sector. The other issue at the moment is the economic background is grim and the financial markets are held up thanks to its traditional correlation. It has about an an 85 to 90% correlation with the US market. The US market is being held up by or inflated by big tech. It's also inflated by cheap money. As I say, it is the, uh, the astonishing that consumer, no, disposable income in the second quarter in the US has actually improved all on the back of government money. And this doesn't translate well to Australian equities. Plus, the Australian economy is going to be slow to recover if Victoria can't get on top of the virus, as I say. Uh, what was it? 627 cases today. Some talk as well that the federal government might take over the management of the virus in Australia as Dan Andrews loses a bit of traction with the general public, although I believe Scott Morrison has denied the possibility. But Victoria is 25% of the Australian economy. We need to, to get enthusiastic about the market. We surely need some economic optimism and we need it fast. And I can see some fund managers writing articles about how they're optimistic about a second half recovery and these are the stocks that will go up. I know, we know, well, we'll tell you, the stocks will go up if there's an economic recovery, but is there one? I don't think we need to have to guess that there's going to be one. Let's wait for the evidence, shall we, before we get enthusiastic about buying stuff. Meanwhile, I will continue, or we will continue at Marcus Day, look for ideas for you. I think that's our focus now, is find some ideas. As I say, it's a fairly narrow corridor, and a lot of the stocks on the charts have already flown. We're not going to chase well-accepted themes and share price rises that have already happened. We need to be looking for change now. We need to be looking for the oversold sectors bottoming on some new economic optimism. Stocks that are not expensive, that are actually cheap, that are oversold, whose prospects are changing. That's where the real opportunity is going to come from, not from buying technology in a FOMO manner, not from buying resources in a FOMO manner. It's going to come from changes in current expectations and we will just have to have our radar up every morning as we do have looking for those changes and that's where the the great greatest opportunities are going to come from not from chasing stocks that have already done well and chasing themes that everybody already knows about we're going to look for changes in themes i think that's where the money's to be made but of course a lot of you do hold stocks at the moment a lot of you are probably doing really nicely in some technology stocks in some resources stocks possibly in gold stocks what i would say to you is don't sell them just because they're doing well and because the backdrop to the market's grim. Wait for them to fall over. Wait for some reason to sell them. When they're in uptrend, you don't predict the top. You don't sell them because they've gone up. You sell them when they start to fall over, when for three days on the trot they fall over and they're smacking you on the back of the head for three days going, why are you still holding me? Why are you still holding me? Why haven't you sold me? And that's when you sell these momentum-driven, sentiment-driven stocks, when sentiment changes. So no need to worry about them until then, as I say, or as they say, uh, if you pick all the flowers, you're left with nothing but weeds. So if you've got stocks that are flying along, just hold on to them until they stop flying along and make decisions on a day-by-day basis as they fall over. That's about it for today. Look out for Henry. Henry does mostly smaller companies, has been very successful. He writes his own strategy bits as well in Henry's Take Every Day. But have a look at Henry's uh, piece if you're looking for trading ideas and particularly smaller companies' ideas. Some really great insights there. And if you look at the emails we get from some members, he has made people enormous amounts of money getting some of these stocks right. One of the most recent ones 
was TNT, cyber security, as he says, explosive stock. It's already exploded. I think there's a bit of profits taking in that already. Uh, but look out for Henry. Henry is on Ask an Analyst every Friday at 5 p.m. And he will be on our Marcus Today stock discussion group live on Facebook at 5 p.m. today. Look out today as well for Ben's weekly sector charts. Every week we look at the sector themes underlying the market. There's always a sector going in the right direction that's running with the tide. And this is our weekly section that picks out those trends. And if you get these sector themes right, a lot of the time the stocks pick themselves. Right, that's about it from me. As I leave you, the market down 97. US futures are up 67, but I would imagine if they were given free reign with the rises in some of those big US tech stocks overnight, it would be up a heck of a lot more than that, but the market's holding it back. And some of these European futures are suggesting another percentage fall, 1.5% fall in some of the major European markets as well. So tone of the market, still very cagey. You have a good day if you can, and I will see you tomorrow for the weekend newsletter. Have a good day. Uh-huh.